0: is up everybody welcome to another episode of the overstated nba show today we are going to do something a little bit different we have myself producer mikey the mvp brett usher and some c team squad named ethan lane but we are going to do an awards kind of prediction snake draft so here are the categories that we're going to do it's snake style you can select a player in any of these categories, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, Sixth Man of the Year, that stupid Clutch Player Award. I, I can't believe I agreed to do that one. And then All-NBA First Team. So how it works is – and we'll get producer Mikey in here to explain the rules a little bit better because I'm sure there's something that I'm going to miss since he created this thing. So like let's say Brett has the first pick and he wants to do Nikola Jokic as MVP, Right. That means Nikola Jokic is out for everything. He's out for, I mean, not that he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year Award. He's out for that. He's out for All-NBA. He's out for Clutch Player. He can't, no one else can pick that player. So it's going to be a little bit interesting to see how we do this. And I'm going to bring in producer Mikey. Mikey, do you want to fill in some of the blanks here on how the point system is going to work, how everything's going to work for everybody that's listening?
1: Yeah, so the the thought process on this one is that I wanted to introduce a little bit different strategy than rather us just picking players that we think are going to win awards. Like we can make kind of a game about it. I thought it'd be fun to, you know, we can kind of take each other's players away from each other in this way and just make it more of a a banter driven draft. But I think you hit all the rules pretty well. The one thing I don't think you touched on is that everything counts for one point, except for MVP counts for two points. Obviously, it's going to be a long time until we know the results of all of these, but we're hoping to revisit it kind of towards the end of the at the end of the season. And maybe we'll do a pod just to kind of summarize it and talk about how the season went versus how we thought it was going to go. But besides that, I think you did well. I actually have the, the draft order here I wrote on four envelopes. It's funny that it's envelopes, but there's nothing inside the envelopes. I put our names on them and I'm going to select them. The first one that I grab is going to be selected first. The last player that I grab is going to be selecting fourth, but they will be selecting fifth as well because it's going to be a snake draft. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Oh wait, actually we do need to mention something. Ethan, how did the twins do tonight?
0: (laughs) Whoa, low blow, man. Low blow. (laughs) Low blow.
1: I
2: have always had great admiration for the city of Houston and all the people that live in it. Um, That's not what you said. That's not what you said five minutes ago. The Houston Astros organization has always been um, exemplified by their character and their gamesmanship, and their ability to win in the clutch, and I am just—I have to win this draft because I, as I said to you guys before we came on, I have nothing left now. The, the Vikings suck. <laughs> the Wolves are going to suck. Uh, the Chiefs look terrible. Twins are out. Um, our soccer teams, like, fine. I've got—I've got nothing else to go for. I—I need bragging rights at this point.
1: That's all I have. All right. Well, on on that note, Ethan, where in this draft do you hope to be selecting? So I have no idea how this draft is going to go.
2: Um, obviously, I've got a big board off to the side here. So if we ever post video of these podcasts, I'm going to be peering off a bit just to make sure crossing some people off my board. But um, I feel really confident about like maybe three of the awards. I told myself I'd limit myself to one homer pick tonight. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm very excited to do this with y'all. When we did our role player draft with Adler, it was one of those fun podcasts that we did together. Completely off the cuff, got really unhinged. I'm excited to see what all of us
3: come up with tonight.
1: All right, all right, and Brett, how are you feeling about the pod tonight?
3: I'm stoked, man. You got, a, stoked, you got man. a plan?
1: You got some strategy?
3: I never really have a plan, Mikey. I like <laughs> <it>. But uh, <laughs> I like it. I'm planning, I like on it. Having, I'm planning on having some fun. No, I, I love the I love the format. Like I said right away when you, you came up with this, I think this is such a cool idea, and I don't think anybody else is really doing it. Uh, kind of a, just a fun way to do our um, awards predictions. So yeah, man, let's let's dive into it. I can't wait.
1: All right, so I'm going to go ahead and select the first envelope out of the pile, and this will be the person with the first selection. Without further ado. Oh, shit. I was just going to say I don't want it to be. Steve's got the first one. Son of a gun. That's the one I didn't want to. I did not
0: want. Oh, man.
1: Selecting first, Steven. All right, and with the second selection, we have... Let's go. Brett. Brett number two. Oh,
0: this sucks, dude. I do not like Ethan number three. Okay.
1: Oh, hell yeah. And I get the turn. I get four or five. I'm excited about
0: that. That's, That's what's up, what's up. Right? Hang, on, hang on, Hang on one second. Hang on one second. I got to do something real quick. Hang on. It just, it Guys, it just wouldn't be an overstated NBA draft without a little – hang on. Hang on. Oh. oh, oh look at that. Oh, there today it is. we got a little – today we got some Topo Chico, white Sparkling Water, Tangy Lemon Lime. Let me, let me do it. Oh, that is fantastic. That is fantastic. <laughs> All right, so – we're gonna have a running clock here, right, Mike? Here we're just gonna we're gonna try to be as quick as possible. Yeah, I think you'll, we want you'll to do... see me.
1: You'll see me get visibly agitated, and that'll be your mm. your indicator if you're taking too long.
0: I did not want the number one pick. I'm totally thrown by this. I, I was joking with the guys beforehand. I did like an hour and a half of research for this, and I wait, did not wait, want Steve, the number one pick.
2: Steve, hold on. I, I don't know if there's precedent for this, but. I would be interested in the number one pick if we're doing any sort of pre-draft trade sort of selection here. Would you trust me with that first overall pick?
0: I mean, do you, are you saying you want to make a trade right now, the first for the third?
2: I would, I would trade the first for the third pick right now.
0: Is it the I first
2: d-
1: for the third through the entirety, though?
2: Through, through the entire. Oh, ooh, that's actually spicy. No, just for this. Just, just one for out this? three. One uh, for three.
1: I don't know no. what the benefit of that is for Steve. I don't well, either. he doesn't want it. He told me he didn't want it. It's a he lot of pressure. He says that. He
2: Steve, says that. Steve doesn't want to draft Anthony Bennett here, and I understand that. There's there's a precedent for the number one pick <laughs> flopping on his face, but hey, number wow. three, Anthony Michael Bennett. Jordan. Michael <laughs> Jordan what? was drafted at
0: number three, Steve.
1: I'm offering right, you Michael off Jordan. Swing start. Steve, Okay. 15 seconds to make
0: a pick or make a trade. <laughs> All right. I'm 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 going to go with – I don't want to do this. This sucks. All right. I'm going to go with Giannis for MVP. There you go. Bo- oh, Giannis oh, is off the bo- board. Bo- Okay, I love let's go. I, 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 oh, yeah. I think that I think that people are totally sleeping on it. We've discussed that nauseum that this Dame Willard Giannis thing is going to be unreal, and I think Giannis is just going to feast, absolutely feast, uh, with Dame Willard there. Uh, second part of my reasoning, man, is I don't know if Joel Embiid is going to win it again. I don't think Nicole Jokic is going to win it. I thought about Luca. I don't. I just don't think that Dallas is going to have enough wins. So I just, I just went safe. I did not want the number one pick. I was hoping he was going to be gone by the time I picked. But whatever, we're good. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I All right, right. Brett, it is
1: to you. I couldn't be more curious about what you're going to do. I, I'm going
3: to have to go with Wemby, rookie of the year.
0: Ooh, yeah, I, I knew to go, that baby. was be a hot I night. knew it was coming too.
3: Yeah. yeah, I uh, I like his chances, man. I know, like this could be a very hotly contested uh, rookie of the year race with with Chet being on OKC, who people are saying could be like a four seed or even better. And then of course you've got Scoot, who's going to have all the opportunity in the world in Portland. Like I, I see it as kind of a three man race, um, but I, I have a hard time mm-hmm. picturing Wemby not winning it. Like if he's If he's there, if he's in contention, I I just think it's going to go to him just with all the hype and just how spectacular he is. And I think he's going to just have an outstanding rookie season. Um, The numbers are going to be nice, like the highlights, everything. So that's a that feels like about as sure of a thing as any of these. But it's not a short thing.
1: One one thing to keep in mind, though, and it's probably like what would give people trepidation about Wemby is there is that 65 games minimum that needs to be played. I, I
3: I, I think I heard it doesn't apply to that award.
1: To the rookie of
3: the year. Oh, that's that's. Interesting. I, I, I you don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure I did hear that. Um, okay. But even with that, I think I'd still go with him. He's a gamer. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy, he's gonna play. I don't think. I mean, they'll they'll probably rest him occasionally, but uh, especially now with this news about um load management uh doesn't help
1: <laughs> in terms of m-
3: mitigating injuries apparently <laughs> per Joe Dumars and the the NBA their research says that uh. That doesn't matter. So, you know, he'll, he'll play the 65.
1: <laughs> all right, Ethan, what do you say?
2: Man, You're I right, really, like number three, man. The reason I wanted that first overall pick is because I felt like Wemby at that rookie of the year spot was a surefire bet. You know, like we talked a little bit about, again, like Scoot is going to have all the opportunity. Chet looks more than ready, especially in that first preseason matchup with Wemby. But again, like I, I don't know where I want to reach here. That kind of blew up my whole strategy with this third overall pick. I'm gonna kind of
1: <laughs>
2: man, as always, Steve. I appreciate how supportive you are as both a friend and a podcast <laughs> co-host. This is great. You're, you're definitely not over the flag thing yet, and I love it to death. <laughs> so I, I wanna, I wanna pivot. Then uh, let's let's jump to most improved player. Now, most improved player has always been wow. someone who can make the next step, take the. He's next really leap, doing this. Okay. Maybe a new situation. Maybe you just need one more year to turn it around. Maybe what you need is a little bit more exposure to a wider set. And I can't think of less people who watched the Orlando Magic last year yes. comparatively to coming into this season. Let me get Paolo
3: Bancaro for most improved player.
1: Oh, with the after winning pit. rookie of the year. Wow. This is actually not,
3: that's not the direction I thought you were going to go when you said Orlando. I I know.
2: And I, and I think you guys wanted me to pivot to Franz. And obviously I think Franz is a phenomenal player. I think he's going to average more than 20 points a game coming into the season. Um, but, if you're looking for somebody who's ready to take that next step to superstardom, obviously there's probably not a lot of precedent for someone winning rookie of the year and then winning most improved player. But again, like you saw what Paolo did at the, in the FIBA World Cup. You know what he's going to do for this team. I could see him easily averaging 25, 26 points a game. And if Orlando makes a little bit of noise, maybe gets sniffs a play-in berth, maybe a top six seed even, I could see him getting a lot of hype for that most improved player position. And that's why I wanted to get him off the board before somebody else did.
1: Wow. Mm, I am, I am it has, a there's, it's very spicy. There's all, there's no precedent for
0: it. I was going to say, has that ever happened in it, NBA it goes history back,
1: before? I mean, recently there was a big debate about Luca winning it in his second year and people are pretty mad that he didn't cause he made a huge jump. But since that happened, it feels like the narrative, of the award has changed and it is going more towards people that have taken that like star leap. It's really, so, very it, rare
3: for any sophomore to get it. I believe Especially the last like a top
1: five pick.
3: I, I believe the last sophomore to win it was Monte Ellis in like the, you know, mid two thousands or whatever.
0: Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say sophomore. Has anybody in NBA history ever won Rookie of the Year and then the following year won Most Improved Player? No. No, I don't I, think there's precedent for it. Wow. I, I, I don't, Ethan. I don't think. Wow.
1: so. I mean, if you make it, we're, we'll give you two points if he gets it. I'm putting that down here in my notes. Ethan gets two points.
3: I'd, I'd be okay with that.
1: If Paolo gets this, so that gives you. A I jump think Paolo start. would have
3: been my might have been my third choice on the Magic for this award.
1: But I feel I like, like it
2: I feel he like, like there, I'm just getting preemptively board.
3: handicapped here. I feel like you guys are just making up
2: additional rules because now I'm just going to blow this draft. But hey, I'll take an extra <laughs> point if it happens. I'm down to set precedent. I'm I'm honestly here for it. And honestly, if I lose, I'm going to blame it on the head gold that I'm currently using. So hot toddy it up. Let's get after it, Mikey. Your turn, buddy. Where are we going here? Number
1: four. I couldn't be happier with getting the turn, with the two picks that I get to make. They are my guys. It's the top of my board. I couldn't be more happy. Uh, Steve talked shit on this clutch award earlier. I'm <gasps> damn the it. Award. Damn it!
3: Damn it! Right damn it, now, damn I was it, worried damn it. Brett
1: was going to do this.
3: Uh, he, this. He deserves lifetime award, achievement,
1: no matter what. This he's clutch getting. award was invented for Damian Lillard. Yes. He had a fall off wow. year last year. He's going to a situation right now where he's going to get to prove it every night. Fuck. He's going to be in the games because of Giannis, because of the structure of the team, and then he's going to get to close. It will be, like Brett said, it's going to be a lifetime achievement award. I think this, ahead of anything else, is the biggest lock on the board. Damian Lillard, player of the year. I agree. You might as well just give me one point right now. That's a and great, it's a great pick, pick. I honestly... Wow. wow. If, he, if Wemby wasn't off the board... I still might have made this pick, guys. I don't your know. Boy, to your I boy, do it. You're all in. Scoot, I'm all in. We're going Scoot Henderson Rookie of the Year. I got Dame. I got Scoot. I got the past. I got the future. <laughs> Baby, we are fucking on fire. The NBA season is back. Dylan Brooks has already been ejected from a game. Let's go. <laughs> Ethan, back at
2: you. The absolute blatant homerism in the first round of this draft is absolutely <laughs> off the charts. Like, I wanted to swerve a little bit, but God,
0: Steve, take it. You wanted to, to swerve? I think you drove off the bridge. Hey, there's a chance I wrapped myself
2: <laughs> around a tree there, but at least I didn't just go. I, I didn't come to this draft to go home to my wife. I came home to wrap this car around a tree. I want to get after it
1: here. So I love it.
2: Uh, let's, let's look at the board here. That's Man, what I'm doing right now. Let me take a quick look-see. I'm gonna i lock in a, a young player we've already referenced. Um, again, if I'm if I'm having the draft, I think I'm gonna have this is what I need to do. Give I me Luca for MVP.
1: Whoa! Mm. That's not what I thought you like were gonna do. I'm I like it.
2: Out, yes. I'm coming out of left field on a lot of this stuff, and obviously, here's a case. Like I watched the Mavericks play the Wolves twice in Abu Dhabi. Both times, they kind of got run off the court. Their depth got exposed a little bit. I like what I've seen from Luca. obviously. In limited minutes, he was putting up massive counting stats. And I honestly think that Luca could have a historic year scoring and distributing the ball this year. I don't know, especially with like a pick like a Giannis or a Jason Tatum or potentially even a Joel Embiid, I feel like MVP is more geared towards an individual player going above and beyond to kind of drag a team up to a higher level. And if the Mavericks win 55 even like low fifties type games and Lucas averaging oh. near a triple double I think that he's a lock for his first MVP award in the league. Wow. Wow. It's that feels I, like a safer bet. Like That's a safer bet like
1: for you. Yeah. You you, it's you a ride at the ship. You beat the tree. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Brett, it's back at you, buddy.
3: All right. Uh I have a question. So is the all NBA first team pick is that count the same as these other ones? Is that like a point?
1: It's a point, yeah.
3: That's tough. All right, nah, I'm gonna go. Jokic MVP. There Ooh. we go. I like it. And then I get another one.
0: No, no, nope. that's Steve.
3: Me. Steve's on the turn.
0: That's yeah, me. We're going to oh, Steve yeah. right
1: now. Steve, you've got two picks coming up. You've already got your
0: boy Giannis. Well, I gotta. I can do one real quick, dude. I, I since two of the Rookie of the Year finalists are, are off the board, dude. I gotta go with Chet. I gotta get that out of the way because. I like it. I don't like when I was looking at some of these odds and doing some research, man, it's it's tough sledding. Ethan, there was a part of me, just to let you know, because you haven't picked a uh, rookie of the year yet, I was looking at Brandon Ingram, like just because it makes sense. Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets over-under is like 31 and a half. You know, if they do that. And then I saw that he came off the bench. I saw that he's struggling. I think it's carrying over from summer league. I'm gonna go out on that. So I got Chet for rookie of the year. I think I'm gonna go. A little crazy here. I might, I might be swerving a little bit. For most improved player, I'm going to go with Josh Giddy. I think that Ooh, I um, the Oklahoma it. City Thunder are going to do what everyone thinks they're going to do. They won 40 games last year. They were their win projected win total this year. I believe is 44 and a half. If Oklahoma City is going to take that leap, I don't know if SGA is going to get it because he was first team All NBA. I just, I like Josh Giddy, man. I think he's going to be tough. He averaged what 17, 16.6 points a game last year, 7.9 rebounds, 6.2 assists, shot just under 50% from the field. I think he's going to have a monster year, so I'm going with Josh Giddy as most improved player. It's a great pick.
3: He crossed my that. mind today when I was thinking about MIP. I was like, I haven't really thought about that, but he kind of he kind of fits the bill. Um he's like in that sweet spot, where like third-year player and just like kind of they like to give it to guys that are like, you know, turning into stars he's kind of at that point where like if he did make a big leap like that's the type of guy they give it to so i like that one man he went thunder heavy on your last
0: two picks. i did i, like I went that. back to back man i well the rookie of the year one was a no-brainer man unless ethan pulls something out of his ass that i'm not aware of or like i i didn't see i i, I had no choice Wow. Well, and then brett little... you are up okay uh i'm gonna go
3: i'm gonna i'm gonna break into the all nba first team here um and go with
0: um Jason Tatum.
1: That is a safe, safe bet. I like I that. was
0: hoping we'd get no Celtics pick today. That was that was <laughs> gonna <laughs> be I've been
3: super I've been super safe, man. What is going on? But I like it. I like it. We're playing it safe today.
1: All right. And then it is to me for two picks. Well No, it's Ethan. Ethan. Hold on. Ethan what I'm are you sorry. doing? It's, been, it's just been such a rough day for you, I figured. <laughs> well, at least I didn't stumble and say
2: that Brandon Ingram is going to be the Rookie of the Year. His name is Brandon Miller.
0: Um, Sorry, I meant to say oh, Brandon Miller.
2: Okay. Sorry. All right. Okay. All right. Let's Let's uh, let's be a little bit more safe. It seems like we're going for the first team, guys. I, wa- I wanted to take a guy that I don't think is going to be in the MVP conversation. But if we're counting counting stats across the league, um, and especially if they open up the floor for a, a little bit more of an open voting setup, a little bit less traditional than all NBA first team. There's nothing saying that Nikola Jokic and my pick, Joel Embiid, cannot both be on the NBA first team. So I'm going to take Joel Embiid to make the All-NBA first team. I think it's going to be a big season for Joel, especially if uh, the Harden situation doesn't pan out, especially how we thought. Obviously, I talked with Sully a little bit um, on our Atlantic Division preview pod. Um, I I think this is going to be the season that Joel actually earns his MVP stats as opposed to marketing for them. Um, and I think he's going to have a monster year.
1: That is an excellent pick. I I honestly wondered if how crazy people would react if we picked 28 players and Joel Embiid wasn't one of them.
0: Uh, call Sahil. Call heel. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I, I mean, like we all kind of figured he wouldn't be an MVP candidate. And I was wondering if anyone was going to take him first team. I kind of thought like I'd just keep him in my back pocket and maybe take him later on as like a high value. But I think it's pretty smart to take him early. I. I am so happy with how this draft is going. I want to thank you guys for joining me on this draft and my excursion here into just completely dominating. He's So what I'm going to sh- go sharp. ahead and do here... Shaden Sharp. <laughs> it's happening. No, I'm not quite there. I'm not quite, <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. I've got some more Homer picks in me, but I am going to take my MVP pick off the board. I'm a little bit shocked that he is the third... Oklahoma City Thunder mentioned. Uh, I'm going SGA, with SGA for wow. MVP. You got to think the kind of stats that he had last year. People love first-time MVPs. If the Thunder make the leap that it's kind of predicted they're going to, if they're a home court advantage in the first round kind of team, he's going to be up there. Heavy consideration. Heavy. I, I kind of thought I someone might take him for a first-team spot before I could get him for MVP. So I think that's pretty good value to get him there for yeah. my – my third pick. I'm I'm happy with that. And then uh, I'm stammering a little bit about where I wanna go next.
2: While you're figuring out your next pick, I do kinda of wanna talk about the Thunder because we're 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 obviously picking all their players. We obviously think that they're gonna make some sort of leap here. I mean, not to jump on ESPN's predictive model for how they think the Western Conference is gonna go, but leave
0: Kevin Pelton alone.
2: I'm I'm just saying, like I look at this roster and obviously I have some problems with it. Um, the Wolves are projected to finish second in the West. I don't think that's going to happen. But they don't Ooh, even have the Thunder winning 40 games. Steve, you thought that last year, and how did that work out? Please stop. Uh, Carl Anthony expectancy. Towns got
0: hurt. Carl Anthony oh. Towns got hurt. Anthony oh, Edwards showed gosh, up gosh. in the camp over, overweight. They had D'Angelo Russell on the team. They now have an actual point guard. Anthony Edwards is in shape because he just played on Team USA. I'm shocked no one has picked him for MVP yet. I think he's a dark horse once again. Um, in, in in Minnesota, man, this is this is their time, dude. If they don't, if they don't make a deep run this year, this team's getting blown up, baby. But but back to my point about the Thunder. Like
2: <laughs> this is this is not about my team,
0: Steve. I've
2: had enough tonight. I don't need more Minnesotan slander. But how many th- how many games do the Thunder need to win in order for them to win all of these awards? Because obviously the the thought is to get more eyes on the team, which they should get with them improving their footprint this year. But if Shea wins MVP, Mikey, like how many games do they need to win, and what does he need to do? Forty eight, right?
1: Yeah, forty-eight, fifty wins. He's probably. I mean, if he puts up the numbers he put up last year on a three seed in a tough Western Conference, that's an MVP candidate. Yeah, I'm kind of using the like leaning into the narrative thing. Like, I think the same applies for Luca. That's why I think Luca is such a good pick. I would have selected SGA over him just because I think the Thunder are better than the Mavericks. Okay, I think it's time for me to make this pick. I am can't believe you took Giannis first because. I really wanted him for defensive player of the year. That was the one that really.
3: He said he's going to be playing some defense this year.
1: I think so. He's got he's got a little bit of that offensive load taken off. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make my first reach here. I'm gonna go with Evan Mobley for defensive player of the year. Ooh. Okay, okay,
0: uh, okay. He's
1: a good defensive team. I think he's ready to make the leap. I don't know if he's going to get those kind of like offensive counting stats yet. That we expect him to, but I think he's gonna. You know, one of the best defenses in the league last year. He's their all utility player. And I what think did he finish last shot. year? Was
3: he second or third last year? I think he was a third. finalist, right? He was third, third I yeah. believe.
1: Yeah, I think it was. Uh, oh right, yeah, yeah. JJJ, uh, Brooke, and then Evan, I believe.
3: Yeah, I think so. He was a yeah, final yeah. He was definitely a final three though. So yeah, that's a that's a great pick.
1: Yeah. So yeah, Ethan,
2: right back at you, buddy. <laughs> God, the only thing worse than I think being on the turn because you have all this time to prepare is you just have to rapid fire two things right back after somebody that's prepared. So let's take a look. Uh, I want to save rookie of the year for last because you guys took the top three. I need to to do a nice little dart throw at the end. Good strategy. I'm going to follow on defensive player of the year. I'm going to take a guy who I welcome to Minnesota with open arms just to watch him go. Yes, I think he's going to take a massive leap on a team that's going to improve on their chemistry. There's going to be a little bit more spacing on the floor with some of their acquisitions. And I think if you're looking for a guy who's going to be gobbling up rebounds, blocking a lot of shots, give me Minnesota Timberwolves first round pick, Walker Kessler, as my defensive player of the year. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh. Listen. All of you know that I was on the record. Uh, we we did a live, like, sort of draft watch party on Zoom. And when the Wolves drafted him, I was ecstatic. Obviously, I knew yeah, what he was coming out of college. That. And everyone every, – he was a throw-in in that Bear trade. And, God, I was hoping to be vindicated. I was hoping to be proved wrong. But, man, this guy shows up on the defensive end of the court. And if Utah can make even a play-in berth, maybe function as, like, a lower five or six seed. And if he anchors that defense, plays a good amount of games, good amount of minutes, there's nobody – on that team that's going to blow up his spot at the center position. And that's why I feel like he's really, really safe.
3: Better lead the league in blocks. Absolutely. He was getting like, he had routinely getting like six, seven, eight blocks in games last year. Like I think per minute. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty astounding because he barely, he wasn't playing much in the beginning of the season. Just so it's pretty crazy. When you look at his numbers, that's a great pick, man. I mean, that's, That'd be tough, though, a second-year guy on a team that's probably not going to be great. But, like, if they do have an awesome defense, like, he's going to get serious consideration. Um, I like it, man. Uh, You threw me off with the whole – because, yeah, but I, I, I like where it went. <laughs> it's like, where is Jaden McDaniels? Go
0: Bear? Oh, no, Walker Kessler. Like, <laughs> that's our Ethan.
2: I wanted
3: to pick Jaden McDaniels so bad,
2: man, but it's, it's the combination of, like – a, maybe he's not the best to play, player on their team, and maybe somebody's going to pick him later. So I do have a, a stat for, for later. If no one's going to pick him, I'll pull it out at the end of the show. But it's all right. it's absolutely wild that he's not being considered he's, higher he's, than where he is right now.
3: He's certainly on my list. I'm looking at his name right now. Um,
1: he didn't make all, uh, He didn't make an all-defensive team robbed. last year, right? He got, he got, he got, he got robbed. robbed. Yeah. Yeah. He got totally robbed. I
3: think Herb Jones got robbed too. Yeah. Um, Right, but
1: I know, I know who you're going to pick. I know Bam.
0: who he's going to pick too. I really? Know it. Yep. DPOI. Yep. Oh. Say it. I know who it is. I know who it is. He's due. Bam. Oh, you motherfucker. No. I did not see you picking him. I like that. All. Especially – so I didn't
1: consider this – I was going to pick Bam, I knew, by the way. I, know I was he's picking great, him. I know he's a great defensive player. I listened to an interview or I heard like a snippet of a Eric Spolscher quote the other day, and they are riding the campaign trail for him to win defensive player of the year already in the Mm -hmm. preseason. And I think that that's going to pick up a lot of steam, especially if you consider like they didn't add a lot of talent, if they win a bunch of games and it's all, you know, the same as it has been, Dan kind of feels like a pretty good lock. So that's That's how
3: I see it. Cause they were saying like, yeah, if like, uh, it's just the narrative. A couple seasons has been like, oh, if he hadn't missed so many games, he for sure would have won it. Like, so I, and I really do think he's as good of a defensive player as there is in basketball.
1: So I think that's big, a great big, pick. big part of their success. Obviously, wow! Yeah. Yeah, like,
3: I feel good about that one. That feels like a a good value at this juncture.
1: Shit, I'm. That's the first pick that I regret. I didn't even have it on my board. Oh my god, I'm so like Bucks filled right now. I,
3: I was
0: taking, I was going <laughs> to take like I'm not selecting a Heat player. <laughs> Marjan Beauchamp, MIP. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Brett. I was so going to pick him. Just It's going to be a narrative award, and they're going to hype the shit out of him. Damn. Wow. All right. All right Steve. Finals. Yeah. Steve, you are back. You've got the turn. Well, I mean, I might as well pick Triple J for Defensive Player of the
1: Year. Back to back.
0: Betting oh. favorite, I believe. He's the he is the betting favorite, and since two thousand, only three wings have ever have won Defensive Player of the Year. It was Ron Artest, it was Kawhi twice, and it was Marcus Smart. That's it. So I mean, this is this is a big man award. Unfortunately, that's just the way that it goes. And ooh, how frisky do I want to get here? How frisky <laughs> do I want to get? Um,
1: it's frisky time, I think.
0: Nah, not yet. I can go a little bit. I mean, I might do all NBA. It's first team, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot, basically, so everybody from last year's first team is gone already. It's, it was Giannis, Tatum, Embiid, SGA, Luka, and Nikola Jokic. They're all gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I want to, do I go crazy? Do I go crazy? You know What? I think I'm going to go a little crazy here. This is going to be off the board. I know that the safe pick is going to be Steph Curry, but I'm not going to do it, dude. Oh, I'm not no, you're taking it. my guy. I'm taking Anthony Edwards, baby.
1: Oh. Whoa. Hey, okay. you took Ethan's guy.
0: I'm taking Anthony Edwards. I think, man, he is due, I think, for a monster year. I think we all expected it last year. And like I said earlier, I think he came into camp out of shape. I think the fit between Gobert, Cat, and Anthony Edwards took some time. Once they got Mike Conley, they started taking off a little bit. I think playing on Team USA was huge for him this summer. He's in shape. He's ready to go. I wanted to do one off-the-wall pick. That's it. I'm going with it. I'm sticking by it. Let's go, Ant. I think I think Minnesota is going to be in contention. I know I said it last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're in contention for a top-three seed in the, in the Western Conference.
3: I was actually thinking about him for MIP,
0: maybe. It seems like... But that's kind of the type of guy they're giving it to these days. They give it to Shea. They're giving it to stars now. You know what, though, Brett? He's going to be so good. He's going to make first team All-NBA, baby. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So you might win
1: both. But you can't select them for both. So, Brett, who do you got going here?
3: All right. Let me take just a two-second look at the board.
0: I knew that the safe pick was Steph Curry there, too. I knew it, and I said, fuck it. I've actually got someone else. Ooh. I might take him on the turn. Oh, better get Ethan. Get ready. Ethan. I got.
3: I got one. I feel pretty good about here. Um, for most improved. Uh, I knew Al it. Peron, Alperon Shangoon.
0: Ooh, Ooh I not to
3: expected.
1: Okay. Uh,
3: there's. I mean, there's a few. That's my favorite award to try to project, and it's also yeah. like the big, the biggest crapshoot of all of them. It's really hard to predict. Um, but I feel like Shangoon. It just. It just feels right. Like I think he's gonna be. Optimized under Ime Udoka. I think he's just an awesome player. And I think he's also kind of in that sweet spot where like he could make that star kind of leap or at least get to like the fringe of being a bona fide star. And uh that that could do it. And I think Houston could be could surprise people. Like they're they not have, gonna be great. They're not gonna be great, but like they could be they could win forty games. They could you sneak know? in
1: there, especially if they don't have incentive to tank this year.
3: Exactly. They don't have their
1: pick, so it's like they have and, no reason to not chase a play-in seed. Where there's going to be a lot of teams, I think, at the end of the season that are pulling the plug. The Rockets. He might be their. He might fighting.
3: be their best. He might be their best offensive player. Like a lot of a lot of the gripes coming out of Houston the last couple of years were just how poorly he was being used. Yeah. Um, by Stephen Silas, so I really think the uh, the coaching upgrade will will benefit him maybe as much as anybody. So yeah, I, I've, that's kind of been my guy uh, for for this award. So I'm glad I got him here. All Even right. You are up. Brett,
2: I'm actually very surprised. I thought the MIP award was your Jordan Poole Memorial draft pick. I just thought that you
3: were just going to jump straight for your
2: boy. He was on your list? All right.
3: Oh, yeah, of course.
2: Let me me see. I'm going to go go for my clutch player. Obviously, I think the clutch player kind of gravitates towards the more exciting players, your guards, your guys that can shoot from anywhere. I'm going to pick a guy that's not only Clutch. He's represented by Clutch. I'm going to pick Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks.
3: Whoa. <laughs> a I point. like, that. I it like is a,
2: that. It is a truly meaningless award, the Clutch Award. I don't know what it means. I don't know what the criteria is, but I'm thinking of guys who can take over games in the last five minutes, and I think Atlanta is going to find themselves in a lot of those situations where they're down eight, down 10, down 11 with five minutes left, and Trey Young's going to go on an absolute heater. I, I think they need to give him some sort of recognition. Obviously, they, they want to make sure that he stays in Atlanta, becomes kind of more the face of that franchise that I think the city wants him to be. But I think they got to do something to kind of entice him. It's a smaller market. It's a meaningless award. Give him something. Give him the Clutch Award. He lights it up on the court. He lights it up in the playoffs whenever he gets a big spotlight. Let's see if we can get him a little bit more recognition
1: there. I like it. Is that the? That's only the second player that's been selected for Clutch, huh? So you guys have kind of... Mm-hmm. You guys are punting on that one ever since I took the, the W. Honestly, early. I feel like I,
3: need, I just need to think about it some more. I I love the Dame. I swear to God, that would have been my next pick, man, was Dame as the clutch guy. I, I knew, was right I, there with you.
1: I, just but. staring at, like, all the weird categories, I was just like, I don't feel like there's too many locks besides that one. But I do like, yeah. I mean, someone like Trey, Trey or, like, you know, a Devin Booker. SGA, those kind of guys. Are the like kind a Jalen of
2: Brunson type of guy. Yeah, like one of those yeah, guys exactly. who's going to have the ball in his hands, fan. end a game. De'Aaron Fox won it last year. Similar reasons. Guard, ball in his hands, runs the mm. offense, gets wins. That's why I picked Trump.
1: So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go six-man of the year, and I'm going to keep it in Atlanta. I'm going to go with Onyeka Okongwu,
0: six-man of the of year.
1: Yeah, and just an excellent player who's got more room to grow – the criteria for this award is you have to come off the bench in half the games you play. We know Clint Capella is gonna miss some games. So let's say Capella misses like a twenty five game stretch. Okongu gets to boost his numbers in that field there. He might yep. be the kind of guy who's coming off the bench but playing, you know, twenty five to thirty minutes a night and getting damn near a double double, being a really like really almost good like what Bobby player. like Bobby
3: Portis last year. Like he Bobby started. Hortis, he yeah. started a bunch of games, but like he was in that conversation for six yeah, man because he was getting those double doubles.
1: Yeah, and I, I had um, I got a few guys on my <clears throat> my six man of the year list, but I actually had a Kongu at the top. I thought it was kind Ooh. of a. It's been a while since we've had a dude like that. I think David Lee won it as like a power forward off the bench, got a double double. Maybe, like, did Montrezl
3: Harrell get one?
1: I don't think. So. I think Lee Williams beat him out, right? Maybe it's, that's what was like, like. They were yeah. they were one and two or something. They're one yeah. and two, and it's it's always a Lou Williams type, a, a Crawford type, and I I just think right. maybe, maybe it's time for a big man to come in, bring like that, that kind of energy. And what I'm going to save is my most improved player because the guy that I thought Brett was going to take is.
0: J- wait, hang on, hang on, yet. hang on, h- hang on. I know uh, who it's going to be, Mikey. Hang on, real quick. Just to let you guys know, Mantras Harold did win 6 Man of the Year award in Ooh, 2019 2020. That's an info. There we go.
1: There we go. Thank you. Thank and you. That, Steve. And that
0: kept that kept the run of three years in a row that a Los Angeles Clippers won Sixth Man of the Year. There you go. There's and your fact New of Will. the day.
1: Yeah, the other two times, uh, yeah. That Jamal Crawford,
0: actually no, actually, if you go back to 2013, uh, five Clippers have won the well, not five individual players, but the Clippers have won that award five times. Lou Williams won it twice. Jamal Crawford won it twice, and Montres Harrell. Wow. There's your fact of the day
1: of that. And it could be he's on my board. I'm not going to pick him, but it could be a clipper this year, too. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, so who am I going to? Okay, first team All-NBA. I'm going to take the guy that I had ahead of Luca and I have ahead of Anthony Edwards. And I think it's going to be because of team success and it's his team. I'm going with Devin Booker. I think he's going to be one of the three stars. I think he's going to kind of shine the most this year. He's going to have mostly point guard duties playing with the the lineup construction that they have. And I just kind of think he's due. I don't know if he's going to get the, the usage well, to get in that MVP conversation. But, but if that team is really good, it's going to be because of Devin Booker. We saw what he did in the playoffs last year. Besides maybe Jimmy Butler, he was – the player, the best player in the league in the playoffs in the first two rounds.
3: Oh yeah, One, all time, all time playoff run on an individual level. And I think the thing to consider with him is he's he's probably the most durable of that big three in in exactly. Phoenix. You know, so like there there's a scenario where like KD misses 30 games and Beal misses 30 games and Booker plays 75 and they have you know a top two record in the West or something like he's going to look pretty good. He'll, he'd be he'd probably get in the top five for. MVP on that, and I, I like that the first team pick for book. It's not like he hasn't been there before.
2: All right, so it's my turn. I told myself I was saving rookie of the year for the last because I'm. I, oh,
0: I, well, I'm curious to know who this shit's going to be. It's it's fuck, it's, fuck it's fuck
1: Brandon Miller. It's me throwing all the wall to see fuck it at Brandon it Ingram, fuck Brandon Miller. All all Brandons are eligible. Brandon Roy, let's get him on there. It's it's,
3: the meme with the cigarettes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brandon Roy, Brandon Miller, Brandon Ingram, God. Okay.
2: There's there go. there's the largest part of me that wants to pick Chris Paul here for six man of the year, but something inside of me won't let me do it. I thought, thought about, about it. I think at he's going to start list. too many games. I th- and yeah. if again, if you look at the history of the award, you need somebody who's going to be like maybe uh, they say it's a six man, but really it's like an eighth man award. You know, like somebody who's going to come off the bench. He's not ever going to really be in contention to start. I I look at some of the guys available. Uh, Caleb Martin doesn't spark any joy. Karis Levert doesn't spark any joy. I thought about Malik Monk for a second there, but I think the Kings are going to be garbage this year. Shout out court. I'm going to take a guy who, while his team was in a bit of a malaise following a series of trades, he stepped onto the court and absolutely lit it up in the stat sheet. I think he could average double digit points, maybe mid teens off the bench for a team that's not really looking to win anything, but he announced that he was here in the middle of last season. and I think he's going to do it again. I'm going to take Cam Thomas on the Brooklyn Nets for my sixth man of the year. Ooh. Ooh. Heat check guy. Bicy. He was he was
3: hoop he was hooping the other day. Yeah, I saw that.
2: You you look at that team and you see a team that has a great identity defensively, but you wonder how they're going to score any points. You enter a guy who put up multiple forty point games, multiple thirty point games, and then was sent back to a bench role for the end of the season. I think he's going to want to be hungry enough to prove himself. Obviously, he's behind Macal Bridges in that line, but if they go small to end games, Cam Thomas is going to be out there
3: gonna be hard to keep him off the court with with, like you said how much they're gonna need his scoring and just the how he seemingly every time he gets run he just lights it up like any context like he's the definition of a bucket that's what people are that's what they're talking about when they talk about buckets guys that can just put him in any any situation any game any league on earth he's just gonna light it up doesn't matter it's what he does I like that I like that if he gets the opportunity I just don't know like him and Jacques Vaughn like how much they see eye to eye and like but if they were just like, yeah, you're our sixth man. You're our Jamal Crawford. You're going to play essentially starters minutes and just cook. Like, that's a great pick. Yeah, They and, need him.
2: And that was the big thing that I looked at, too. Like, you look at their their starting lineup. Like, is Dorian Finney-Smith going to be out there at the end of games when they need buckets? He's not going to be out there. Is Ben Simmons going to be out there at the end of games because they need
1: buckets? Fucking maybe. I don't know. Yes, but speaking of- uh... I was wondering if before we started the pod, if we were going to make uh, Ben Simmons eligible for rookie of the year again. Oh, damn, we should we <laughs> should
3: bring back a comeback player of the year. That would have been a good pick for that one. I did, existed, you know, I so. did kind
1: of consider that in a couple situations. I was thinking about um Derrick Rose in Memphis, the way he's going to be starting the season as like their beginning point guard. Yep. Like, like, can a guy who won MVP win Most Improved Player later down the line? It's like that's why that comeback yeah. player of the year award. Makes sense. I kind of they should bring it back because there's
3: always there's always so many guys. It's, you know, it's always, like,
1: you know, honestly, comeback player of the year is a better story than most. Like clay, the clay that year when he came back.
3: Yeah. Holy shit. Maybe like Jonathan Isaac this year. Who knows? Like, guys probably like not. That, probably not. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ye, ye of no faith. I'll take uh, a knee on that one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well played. Well played. Um.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. Am I up? You are up, up, dude. You and I have the same last two categories. The same last two. We oh. saved the the
3: something for what are we on? So we, we have sixth man and clutch? Yeah. That's what you all got. Right. Okay. Um I, I want to get spicy on my sixth man. So I might do a clutch. Like I can't believe I'm drafting multiple heat players with all the shit I've talked about. The heat and the Oh, that no. I made last time. Um, but I'm going to go.
1: Dude, signing my, your own death warrant might yeah. be dead.
2: Been,
3: oh, my God. Sixth man of the year, Nikola Jovich. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I think uh, – No, for clutch, I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy wow. Butler. Because like he's it. obviously super clutch. Like, he didn't make the all-star team last year. I just kind of feel like he's owed a little more recognition for all that he's done and, like, I could see them like using this as a way to do that because he's going to win some games for them. Obviously, like he's Jimmy fucking Butler. He finished um, second last year. Did he really? <laughs> I, I, I honestly, God, did not even know that. Um, I'm
0: taking the guy that finished third. I mean, okay, I, I'll just say that. Go quick yeah, keep go. talking. You're up. No, oh, you're up, man. I, I, I'm taking Demar. I'll take Demar to Rosen. Ah, Ooh, he, he's, oh, he's super I love clutch. That. He's, he's he super clutch. Even line. if he's not on the Chicago Bulls and he gets traded mid-season, I, I'm pretty comfortable with that. He, he's as clutch as they come. He really is. And then, man, six man of the year is tough, dude. Like I was thinking about Chris Paul, but I also have a spicy take that I don't know if I can take Chris Paul and then justify the spicy take if I go that route. I'm going to keep it simple. I went off the wall a little bit. I'm going to take Manuel quickly. There you go. Okay. Okay. Safe bet. Super I, I would say very, very super safe. I think he he was, what, runner-up last season? To he Malcolm was. Brogdon. Yeah, that's I, that's thought, a, safe I thought
1: he had it in the bag, actually, going into the, the stretch run there. So I think it's The voting must
3: fight. have been close. I, I didn't see yeah. it. I'm I'm Sorry, Mikey. Right,
0: I know who you wanted me to pick, and I'm not doing that. There's no chance in hell I'm doing that. Brogdon all, again? No, general, he, wanted to, he, wanted, he wanted me to pick Drew Holliday is who he wanted me to pick.
1: I, I re- highly doubt he's going to be coming off the bench all season. but like, Pay- if Do Drew- you see
0: Peyton Pritchard tonight?
3: That might be the guy. <laughs> 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 he was lighting it up. Stop I it, stopping Stop He him. was
0: lighting it up.
1: Brett, Brett, for the record, is wearing a Celtics hat tonight. so We yep. don't
0: condone. He's on the Bucks bandwagon. Get out of here with that. Man. All right. Uh,
3: that's so That's All right. This is my last pick, man. And it's sixth man. Oh, there's two guys that I really like that I'm trying to that's decide cool, between here. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. I'm only – I'm going to – I'm going to pick Malik Monk.
0: I thought he might've been the best.
3: I thought he might've been the actual best bench, ba- bench player in the NBA. Um, last season, there was another guy I wanted, but I'm just, I, I feel like he might end up starting a lot of games. Monk. Uh, I think I'm pretty certain he's going to be coming off the bench, you know, the whole year. So uh, yeah, he, he's awesome. He's truly one of my favorite players in the NBA. And, uh, I like his chances. I don't know if he was a finalist last year or something, but he had to have been in like the top five. He had an outstanding season. It's his playmaking, his scoring, his athleticism.
1: So six man of the year is off the board. Um, I I had a couple of curious names there. A couple of long-term starters have moved to the bench this year, and I'm surprised that we haven't considered picking them mainly, I mean, if Drew Holiday stays, but also Buddy Heald moved to the bench. And mm. at least in the first couple of preseason games they played, and I couldn't think of a more like that guy's gonna shoot 10 threes no matter what role he's in. Yeah, and he's playing in a contract year, like they might be him, good too. I had him second on my board. Yeah, they might be good. He might be playing for a different team come the trade deadline, but yeah, I had him in consideration as well.
3: You know who I liked? The other guy I was kind of thinking about the, the fun pick was Rui Hachimura for the Ooh, Lakers. Cause that is a good I, one. I think he's going to have a really nice season. And I think he's anytime like Bron is out. I think he's going to be the guy that, Gets the start there, so like I think he's going to put up pretty good numbers, but still come well, off the bench. He's have so
1: much space with AD shooting 16 threes a game too. <laughs> That's the new thing. I,
3: yeah, <laughs> I don't know, and I don't even know that the Lakers. I'm not sure if their starting five is even like set in stone, but I, I get the impression that that he'll be coming off the bench, but but should be the fill in guy when when Bron is out. So he was the other guy I was thinking about, but I feel good about Monk. It is scary hours in the
2: rookie. Oh, I bet it is, Ethan. I oh, bet it is. Oh my god. That's why I wanted that first pick. I didn't want to have to worry about this, but I'm, I'm looking at the list of people and I'm trying to envision a case in which Scoot, Wemby or Chet doesn't make even the case to make it. And obviously the, the case that I think back to is the year that I think Joel Embiid should have won rookie of the year, but he didn't play enough games. So the, I obviously I'm not advocating for injury for the sake of a point here. But let's just say in a hypothetical universe that aren't as durable as I think that they are probably going to be coming into the season. So then it starts to look at who is on like a contending team that is going to have a Michael Carter Williams, Malcolm Brogdon sort of stat line for a team that's going to do just okay. And honestly, I'm not finding anybody. So give me Grady oh, Dick. I, I, give me I my got Kansas
1: guy. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: no.
2: I told myself I was going to make one homer pick in this draft. And I didn't take any Timberwolves. I thought about him long and hard. And now I'm stuck with Grady freaking Dick. Grady, respond to my DMs. Come on the pod, buddy. I want to talk to you. You're, the city of Toronto loves him. I think he's not quite ready at this point in his career, to contend on that team that's probably going to be rebuilding, but god damn it, get my Grady Dick jersey in the mail oh today. Oh my god! I so it. I
1: am curious about this. If everyone did a big board for He's people, plus home. five
0: thousand to win it all. By the way, plus you five thousand. Put some
1: money on it. Yeah,
0: you Grady Grady Dick is a
3: grade E pick. Grade, oh. e, being, grade oh. e being worse than. No, grade so e.
1: I am curious. Did you guys do? <laughs> a no, big worse than that.
3: In between DNF.
1: Brett and Steve, did you guys do a big board that went four deep for rookie of the year? I did five. Okay, who so who was your fourth?
0: I, if it would have came to me and and Wemby, Scoot, and Chet were going to be out, like I said, Obviously, I was leaning towards yeah. Brandon Miller, and then I saw some of the stuff, watched some highlights from his first preseason game, and I, I don't, know, I don't know, a dark horse I thought would have been uh, Amen Thompson, just because if if people are buying the Houston hype that, you know. Eme is going to come in here and get these guys to play hard you know maybe he flourishes a little bit who knows but like i said at, at that point after the three are gone you're just kind of throwing darts yeah. at a dartboard it is really all mm. you're doing did you have anyone yeah bit?
3: yeah uh the guy i liked was asar thompson okay like, oh he, he uh, yeah i really like that kid a lot man um but the brandon miller one is interesting like now, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw Miles Bridges. There's another warrant yeah, out for I his guess. arrest. Like, yep. So I he violated a restraining order, I guess. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, Maybe if he – I mean, he's already going to be suspended some games, but if his future with the Hornets ends up being in jeopardy, then that could mean a bigger role for Brandon Miller. And also if they just go full fucking tank, like they sell should. off everything. Yeah, they yeah. should and they, they probably will um, just sell off as many vets as they can and just go full on youth movement. Like, he could end up, you know, second half of the season having a pretty big role. And I think he's the kind of guy that could put up numbers. So, I don't know. I, I like the Asar because he's just a personal favorite of mine. But, like, I would probably would take Miller fourth. So, my yeah.
1: fourth on I think he's opinion. getting
3: a little bit slept on.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think I just wanted to zag because I think the obvious pick was Brandon Miller. Right. And I knew I was going to take Scoot the second I had the chance and I was going to be pissed off if I couldn't. So, I was like, well, I'm not going to – not going to pick anyone third. I'll just wait till the end and I'll make a, a dark horse pick. I was going to take Keontae George
3: Ooh, from Utah.
1: Um, nice I, I'm one. i to get traded. I think that that team is dying for like the ball handler, and I think that he's just going to be able to get to grow in that system. You know, they I don't know how high their aspirations are, um, but they also have some pick protections owed to the Thunder, so. They don't want to be in that range where they're like an 11th or a 12th seed and they lose their pick. I think that when it comes to like the trade deadline, they're going to bottom out again. We might see guys like uh, Kelly Olenek, Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, I already said. It's like those guys might get shipped off. Everyone yeah. that isn't Walker Kessler and Laurie Markinen. And then it's going to be, you know. Let them run the show. Give him, yeah, give him the show. So that was He's going to be kind so of my good. dark horse pick. And that, like that that really relied on those top three picks getting injured.
0: Real quick, though, on Charlotte, though, man, like they, they won 27 games last year. And that's with LaMelo missing a lot, a good, good chunk of the season. Yeah, like, I think Charlotte could secretly surprise some people. I mean, they made the play I'm, in the, the previous two years. Yeah, I man, yeah. they're, 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 they're over under is 31 and a half. I'm curious to see who Ethan's going to have on to preview that uh, that division. But like, I, I think they could surprise some people, man. I'm not I'm not talking like a deep playoff run or even necessarily if making the playoffs. But like, got maybe a the play yeah. Yeah, man. I actually
1: had I had Mark Williams on my big board for most improved player. Like, yeah, that guy's gonna get fucking like playing with Lamelo. Like he's gonna be a double yeah. double monster. He can kind of grow into that role. So like they've got some pieces like for sure.
2: Like Before him, we move man. on to Mikey's last pick, I I was I I decided on the Homer <laughs> pick with Grady Dick. Uh, but there's a guy with the fifth best odds on uh, DraftKings sports book right now. I'm staring at him right now. It's not Amen. It's not Osser. It's not Keontae George. It's not Jarrus Walker. They have Cam Whitmore at twenty. They do have
0: Cam Whitmore, I saw that too. He looks and awesome. He looked he does, fantastic
2: but... in Summer League. And obviously, is there is there a chip on the shoulder mentality with Cam Whitmore? Obviously, seeing how he tumbled in the draft. We watched him in that one game at Summer League playing against the Blazers and he looked like a guy with FU mentality. Like, is there any potential for him to I just be worry in the conversation?
1: A I worry about opportunity there. They got a lot of dudes in that position. I think he's he trying should to be win. the guy they're writing, but now that they're trying to win, like he might get a lot of DNPs, and he's a, he's a scary-looking prospect, though. Like, that guy is coming at you for sure.
3: People are calling him a poor man's Aunt Edwards today on on Twitter. I was like, yeah, I can kind of see that, actually. He had, he had a really nice game against Indiana in the preseason, too. He's one of those guys everywhere I've seen him. He's looked great. I like the Keontae George pick, though. You know, I've, I've always liked him, his game, a lot. But I recently found out that he and I share a birthday. So, like, now I'm a oh, fan yeah. for
1: life. Well, happy birthday, Keon Cu- couple
3: Day. couple years apart, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, a <laughs> I'm a big fan. Him and Bryce McGowan, <laughs> so we all got the same birthday. That's me and I Pat Mahomes' sl- baby. Sl- I love
1: it. I get Rosie O'Donnell. Oh,
3: damn! Name dropping, name dropping.
1: All right, so, man, I'm on the last pick, and then we're gonna go into. We didn't mention it before, but we're gonna do a spicy hot take pick, oh, and fuck. it's it's, it's got to be a long shot. And if it lands, that's another point for someone. So I hope everyone's got something worked out. That's a ridiculous long shot. I'll just treat it like on the turn after I pick most improved player, I'm going to pick my, my, uh, my long shot, high hot, spicy pick. But yeah, I got that as most improved player. I got a couple guys that probably make more sense than this pick. And I know where you're
0: thinking I'm going to go. I have, I, when I did my big board for most improved, just real quick. Yeah, no one has picked any of the guys that I had in the top four.
1: It's totally random, right?
0: Well, it's a crap, it's a crapshoot. That's yeah, a crapshoot. I, sure. I went by some what 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 the betting odds were, and then some of the things that make sense, which is why I took Josh Giddy. Like, I mean, I think he was sixth or seventh. But like, Mikey, who is who is your most improved? Because I do want to talk about this this award. So a little.
1: I thought I thought two or three times I thought Brett was going to take Obi Toppin, and that he yeah, was going to be wiped off the board, and then I yeah. had. And then I was – so I'm like, well, maybe I should take Obi Top. And he makes a lot of sense. New situation. But you know how I started out this draft. I took my guys. And Simons? I went Scoot.
0: Shaden. I'm going Anthony
1: Simons. There's a narrative there. He is due for it. I don't think Shaden's quite ready yet. I don't think he's going to get the playing time. I think he's you know a couple years away from getting the kind of numbers that Anthony Simons is going to get this year. We know what Anthony Simons did – in his starters' minutes, when Dame was away from the team last year, he's going to get that full time now. It's not like Scoot's going to have the ball constantly. Like Anthony's going to be the veteran of the team. He's the longest wow. ten point and trailblazer now. I'm going Anthony Simons. I think he's going to be looking at kind of a silly year, like something like he's, twenty-five and eight. Yeah, you know, like I agree. He's, and with like great efficiency, not great defense. He's like top five, not a lot of wins, but like that top shit doesn't three. matter for most improved player. He'd be Anthony Simons.
0: I like that. that. For gambling odds, you know who the top four was that that people are putting the most money on. Cunningham. It was number one was Mikael Bridges. I saw number that. Two yeah. was Tyrese Maxey. Number three was Cade Cunningham. I don't. I don't see. I think Detroit. I don't get bad. that. I don't bringing that up. up. I don't get it. Detroit's gonna be pretty bad. And, and the, he was just injured last year. It's not like. He, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a, I'm He's a more of a comeback than a most improved. And 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 the dude that I thought one of you guys was gonna pick because I do think it makes sense was Austin Reeves.
1: Make I don't sense know if the opportunity is uh, going to be there. It's not though. An opportunity. I saw him on there. What's he going to just... average?
0: 15, 14,
3: 15, maybe? Like I don't know, 16, man. 16, 17. I don't know. Not more than that, I don't think. They've got a lot. That's a lot of lot of shots on that team. Yeah. I, I, Simons was, I, I was very tempted to go with that, though, because we forget like that first year when Dame got hurt and he took over the reins and had that crazy run where he averaged like 24 and 7 over like 30 games, but then he got shut down. Like if he doesn't get shut down, the final one, he, he re, I really think he would he have he won, certainly w- number two at lowest. Like he was very much in the, in the conversation. Um, so yeah, I like, I, I agree. He's due and he's the type of guy they give it to a guy that goes from 21 points a game to 26. Yeah. Um And especially if the Blazers are a little better than people think, which I think is going to be a real possibility,
1: but so- I like that. Ethan, there's, will you do the pot a favor? You've got that lovely Google Doc. Will you just go through real quick before we do our hot takes and just read off all the selections?
2: Oh, absolutely, I do. And while I get ready to do that, I also do want to plug. There's one guy that I've actually bet on for most improved player of the year. It's a guy that just got paid, and I'm actually really surprised that nobody took him with more eyeballs on him. Devin Vassell in the Spurs. He's 35 yeah. Yeah, to one. A 1. He was Another great one. I think yeah, he's so. gonna be a bigger part of that offense. I think he's gonna do a great job setting the table for Wemby, and obviously that team needs a lot of scoring. I think it's gonna be him or Kelvin Johnson that steps he's up. Gonna, he's, gonna a, he's gonna up have he's gonna have a step. lot of
3: eyeballs on him too, though. He's gonna have a lot of eyeballs on him. You know what I mean? Like people are gonna be watching Devin Vassell, so that works in his favor, just like it did with Koulibaly sure. getting into the top ten in the draft because he was Wemby's teammate. Like everybody's gonna be watching him. It's real.
2: All right, well, like let's it. do this draft recap here. So let's start with Steve's team, and we'll we'll put this into a more palatable format. We'll probably post it in a group or something like that, just make it something nice and neat-like for everybody can look at and judge sure. how terrible I did in this draft probably. But here we go. Starting off with Steve's team, his MVP is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm going to pause for just your shocked surprise there. Um, I'm going to pick the Ricky the, up. Uh, his rookie of the year, pick his Chet Holmgren, Uh his defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr., he picked his uh, MIP, his most improved player is Josh Giddy, Sixth man of the year is Emmanuel Quickly. His clutch player, DeMar DeRozan. And making his first ever all-NBA first team is going to be my guy, Anthony Edwards. Moving on to Brett. Brett at MVP, Nikola Jokic. Rookie of the year, Victor Weminyama. Defensive player of the year, Bam Adebayo. We're going to take Alperen Şengün as his most improved player. Sixth man of the year is Malik Monk, clutch player Jimmy Butler, and making a first-team All-NBA is Jason Tatum. Now to my train wreck of a squad. My MVP is Shit, Luka Doncic. talk about it. My MVP is Luka Doncic. My rookie of the year is Grady Frickin' Nick. Let's go. My defensive player of the year is going to be Walker Kessler. I'm going to take Paolo Bancaro with my most improved player, Cam Thomas, sixth man of the year. Clutch is Trey Young, and Joel Embiid is my All-NBA first-team member. Team Mikey, Team Homer, MVP, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Rookie of the Year, Scoot Henderson, Defensive Player of the Year, Evan Mobley, Most Improved Player, Anthony Simons, Sixth Man of the Year on Okongwu, Okonwu, Clutch is Dame Lillard, and making his first all-team NBA is Devin Booker. And that will wrap up the draft.
1: Who's dropping their hot take first? Mikey's going to be – yeah, we'll, we'll one. we'll treat it back on the turn. I'll come back at him. Quick, um, quick.
3: Quick question on the hot takes: Can we yeah. use players that have already been named, or is, are they yeah, off the yeah, board yeah, for yeah. this? No thing? one's
1: off the board. Yeah, nothing. Okay. nothing is out of bounds for your hot takes. So we can and, talk
3: about. We can mention these players, and we can mention awards. It can be awards based. Anything takes. in
1: the NBA can be narrative driven. It can be award driven. It can be, right. it can be right, whatever. Right. We just we can
0: veto it. We can veto it. We can
1: veto it. Yeah, if if it's not spicy enough, the other three of us can vote on it, and then you just won't be able to get a point. We're not going to like redo it. But yeah, so I'm going to go with my spicy take. Um, I do kind of wish nobody picked any Celtics co- So the only spicy take would be my Celt- Celtics spicy take. I'm going to go with by the playoffs, the head coach of the Boston Celtics will be Brad Stevens.
3: Whoa. I, I
1: I'm Whoa, thinking there's some, yeah, there's some 2006 Pat Riley vibes here. Um, they put a lot of money. They made a lot of moves with this roster. And if they're not performing to expectations, Brad Stevens was doing an interview the other day talking about how much he misses coaching, how much he misses teaching. And he really loves spending time with his family. I'm thinking he's like, hey, March, April, I could step back on that bench. Joey Mads isn't up to the task. I'm going to take over. I think that uh, that's my spicy taken. I don't even think it's that spicy. And I uh, I feel good about it. If you guys want to veto it, veto it. But I'm, I'm pretty happy with that one.
3: No, if, if that ain't spicy, I don't, I don't know what is. But I do like it. I like it as a spicy take.
2: It's very Thank spicy. You. I kind of want you to talk me through the hypothetical scenario that would cause Brad Stevens to come out of the GM's office. Like, what are you envisioning happens with Joey Maz that leads to
1: this? I mean, if they're, you know, they they definitely lack direction at times over the last couple seasons. If they're, like, flirting with, like, a 500 record and they're not, like, a looking like a home court team around the trade deadline, that doesn't seem, like, completely out of the realm of possibility. Like, they... Are going to be looking at a very expensive payroll very soon they've got decisions to make on drew holiday they have to decide in the long term if they're going to be able to afford just paying the four top dollar guys that they have what they have to do with that roster so right now feels like the time to maximize the roster that they currently have that's why i'm going spicy with it
2: man that was that was six out of five pepper spicy. And now I feel like mine is gonna be far more tepid. I feel like you set the bar really, really high. And I'm I'm trying to figure out how to double so, down so, on so, mine.
0: So hold up, hold up. When we are gonna veto this, like we have to veto it because it's not spicy enough, right? Like, or or do we think like it's hey man, that's just not believable. It's just gotta be not spicy enough. Oh right? no, no, not right. believable. Not, spicy. not believable. That's what we Great. want. Yeah, not believable. That is an incredible Great. hot take. I hope um Derek Michael, uh, please listen to that segment over and over again. Um Marcus Spatty probably agrees with Mikey and probably hopes that that happens. But what a take. What a take. Thank you.
2: Uh, now I'm really worried about that mine's going to get vetoed because Mikey, again, set the bar so, so high. I'm going to – No wonder I'm going to go first. I want to talk about a player that I feel like the vast majority of the casual NBA fan has forgotten about. Um, It's a player in a new situation. And I'm honestly – not sure how spicy this is, but my take is that Bradley Beal is going to play 82 games and be an all-star. I think he's going to average about not vetoing that mid-20s, 25, 26, 27 points a game. He hasn't played a full season in the NBA since the year of our Lord, 2019, but... At the end of the day, I think he's going to be on a team that, A, wants to win a lot of games. And I think he actually wants to compete on a team that could win a lot of games. Because all due respect to the Washington Wizards franchise, their team was an absolute dumpster fire the past four seasons. I think he's going to have an opportunity to be the second or third banana. And he's going to have those nights where KD doesn't play or maybe Booker doesn't play, where he's going to absolutely torch a poor, poor team on a Tuesday night to the tune of 47, 48, 49 points. There's going to be a ton of exposure on the Suns. They're going to have at least two, if not three, All-Stars. I think he's going to be one of them, and I think he's going to play 82
1: games. Wow. Yeah, I'm not looking to veto that. I think that's good. Especially, like, expectations going into this season about Bradley Beal and the, the whole third banana thing. I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty good spicy take. The 82-game part, especially. <laughs> All right, Brad, what do you got for us?
0: Dame
3: MVP.
1: Woo!
0: <laughs> Take the Celtics hat off right now, baby. Get that Bucks hat Yeah, Think
3: about it. If Just think about it. What if Milwaukee gets the one seed? What if Dame plays 74 games, leads the team in scoring? And what if Giannis misses like 20 games? I'm gonna and they're cry, still right? like the I'm one cry. seed. I'm
0: gonna I'm I mean, gonna there's, cry right now. I think I can't it's, a, it. it's,
3: it's, it's, it's spicy. Nobody's talking about it, nobody's brought it up, so it's gotta be considered spicy enough. But um, I think there's a pathway to it. And like he's one Especially of the best if he players.
1: that clutch player of the year award, too. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but no, he's really one of the best to never win an MVP, if you think about it. Like, maybe not one of the very best, but like he's up there. So he's kind of due. Like if they're if they're as good as I think they can be. And he's, like, kind of their best overall player, like, just based on games played and, like, scoring. I don't know, man. That's going to be mine, that. though. Let's love go. that
1: take. Wow. All right, Steve, take us home. I know you You got to wipe all the sweat off your forehead after Brett got you heated with that one.
0: Wow. That that was a big. Mikey and Brett came in hot. Ethan went the plausible route. I'm going to do two just because it's our podcast and I can. Um, my first one, I just thought of something when we were doing this, but I'm gonna go, dang, Mikey! Wow, you set the bar pretty high, man. So I'm gonna, I'm going to try to top you. I don't know if I can, but I'm gonna try to come pretty damn close. I think Joel Embiid's gonna ask for a trade this season, like mid-season.
1: Ooh. You think Joel Embiid is gonna ask for a trade and get traded, or he's just, I'm just gonna, gonna say he's, to he's gonna to ask, to, ask to, be to be traded? Ask for In trade. Season.
0: Okay. I, I think that this has potential to be a really good team. And it has potential to just be a dumpster fire. You know, yeah. we, we talked about Tyrese Maxey a little bit. Yes, he is the, what is he, the second favorite to win, most improved player. Um, brand new coach in Nick Nurse. I don't know how well him and Joel Embiid are going to get along. Uh, as we know, there there were some issues when he played, when uh, Nick Nurse was the head coach for Toronto. And James Harden is like the, the black cloud that's looming all over this. I don't know. I don't know. I I just, I just have a feeling. And then my second take is, and and (laughs) I want to get your guys' opinion on this. I think this is the year at the deadline Trey Young gets traded.
1: Oh, we haven't had a big star get traded at the deadline for a while. So, so so I gave you,
0: I gave you guys two. I was originally going to go with Trey Young and then Mikey came in really, really hot. That's why I asked is this, how plausible is this? I do think the Trey Young thing is pretty plausible. Um, again, that's just a so hot you're state. saying Embiid Embiid requests a trade, I'm and then the Embiid, other one is tra- I'm, I'm saying Embiid requests a trade, and then but next, Trey actually gets traded. Trey actually gets traded. I think Embiid is going to get very frustrated, and I think he'll probably get traded in the off I, I I think the Knicks have to be the favorite there with all the weapons that the, that they got in their arsenal. And then just I, so just so it'd be fun,
1: because we're not going to let you have two choices that get you a point. No, just no, so no, no, no. You
0: can you can you can,
1: here. No, you can take let's. Let's do our vote. Let's do our veto vote. We're gonna veto which one of those we don't like. That's fair. People.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: Yeah, and then going to v- stick with the pick.
0: I'm gonna veto, and veto. Oh, That's
1: so good. Veto Ambito. I'll. Uh, I'm gonna veto. I'm gonna veto Trey. Ethan, oh, you're Ethan's the tie-breaker. A
0: tiebreaker. This guy, I'm relying on this guy. It's all up to me.
2: I'm going to veto Embiid. I think that's far more plausible, Steve. Like, if this season goes off the rails, I, I think there's far more of a chance. Yeah. He, he's, if like he asks it, he's going to get it. Or there's going yeah. to be one tweet that says, Joel Embiid has liked this tweet that he wants to be on a different team. He's going to see one picture of him in, like, a Clippers jersey, and he's going to accidentally like it one night, and the whole internet's going to explode. That's a very, <laughs> very tepid take. I think that's absolutely going to happen probably more than Trey getting traded. And again, like, if you're the Hawks, like, what return do you get for Trey Young? Like, especially midway through a
1: season? Come on, Steve. That's not going to happen.
2: Brad Beal will play
1: 90 games before Trey Young gets traded midway through the season. Ethan, put that one in your Google Doc. And real quick, before we have Steve take us out of here, why don't you plug your uh, division preview pods you've been doing?
2: Absolutely. So if you haven't listened to my first... Soon-to-be-six division preview pods. Matt Sullivan came on. We talked the Atlantic Division. Great pod. You
0: guys killed it. Killed it. Fantastic pod.
2: Thanks to Matt for coming on. He's a true professional. Does a lot of other podcasts on the side. Go check those out. Before the season starts, I've got a marathon, a couple of weekends, trying to get some content out for you guys. We're going to talk through the other five divisions of the conference. Um, It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So keep an eye out for those over the next couple of weeks as we're getting ready to kick off, what, two weeks now?
0: Yeah. Let's go.
2: I'm excited. Let's get after it. Yeah. We are back.
0: We are back. All right, guys. This was super fun. This might have been one of my favorite podcasts that we've ever done. Seriously. I think Brett and I, what are we on year for, Brett? This this might have been uh, one of my favorite ones. This was awesome. And it's yeah, up there. We'll uh we'll get this we'll get this posted on on Twitter and in the group. We just he- want to hear everybody's feedback. And yeah, that's gonna be a wrap for us, man, for producer Mikey, B Team Legend, Ethan Lane the MVP, Brett Usher. And of course, your host, me, Tapo Chico. We'll see you guys next time. Peace, everybody. Thank you.